I'm back with another episode for you guys. It's going to be exclusive One Piece talk today. Let's get right into One Piece chapter 1063. Going straight into the cover story, Cracker, Brulee, Frozen. It's a done deal. Aokiji's on a crazy spree right now. An important thing to know is that Pudding is missing, most likely taken away, abducted. And we're starting to see a common theme in the le- this le- final saga of One Piece of people, A, missing, Sabo for the most part, quote unquote, missing, gone, dead, and being abducted, whether it's for an eventual, you know, either to trade for bounties, either to trade or just hold for information or eventually setting up for a grander conflict. We're seeing a lot of thievery going on with these pirates abducting one another, which is going to give reasons to A, attack one another, B, set up for any kind of exchange on information, seeing if Oda even goes that route. But I'm loving how things are slowly building up on the cover stories where it's going to play major parts eventually in the main manga. Now, One Piece x Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, that's how this arc has been feeling. Chopper, Luffy, and Bonnie, bloated stomachs, all, all three of them acting like best friends, enjoying the food and festivities. And one thing I'm loving about this arc so far is some of the scenery reminds me of Whole Cake Island. It's a bit, One Piece in general, it can get goofy, but it just sort of feels like out of the One Piece, wor- uh, out of the One Piece world, having like a giant soda building and another giant building with the sign saying food in contrast with the palm trees, just throws everything a little out of whack. And then we also get a Wally, I mean, a random recycler dog, also in the chapter, seeing more of the small miscellaneous Vegapunk inventions. Not everything has to be so grand. It doesn't have to be a giant shark that could decimate ships or even a brand new devil fruit. Just having the small little dogs walking around gives it sort of like a little home feeling, at least to me. We get some outfit changes to Luffy, Jembe, Chopper, and Bonnie. Bonnie outfit looks pretty dope. Jembe looks like he's on vacation. He, that outfit right there reminded me of the Hawaiian guy in Lilo and Stitch that never gets to finish his ice cream. It's just like, yeah, Jinbei might be a little bit out of character for the series right now. And Chopper, not bad. We got the goggles. We got the clothes. Luffy, I don't know. He looked like he got a random pair of Yeezys from a future season, but we're going to see how it grows. But going on from here in this chapter, they eventually get introduced to another Kuma pacifista with the police formon, you know, the police of the Vegapunk headquarters. Obviously, now it's time for beef. They got to fight it off. But Bonnie, letting her attachment to her father, her emotions get in the way of stopping the pacifista. It's a little love-hate, little love-hate dynamic I have with that. Luffy sort of being like, all right, that's your father. Like, that's really your father. I understand your emotions. We have to be on the defensive. Also, Luffy knowing that this is a pacifista, you know, destroy it. Destroy it. Bonnie, we ain't trying to hear, we ain't trying to hear about how you feel. We got to get this guy out of here. But loving the fact that Luffy is fully capable of going into defensive. I mean, by no surprise, he was able to, you know, finish off Kaido. Emphasis on finish off. Not 1v1, finish off Kaido. So a pacifista at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Luffy grabbed his handcuffs, put, you know, Kuma's hands behind his back, locked him up, threw him somewhere. It's a done deal with that pacifista. But we're going to let it slide by. It is what it is. We got to build some tension. We got to build some emotional impact. And seeing as how this relationship is going to play a major factor as the arc goes on, I can understand why this was needed. I love the transition going from the pacifista shooting its laser to an explosion being had in a certain sea in the new world. Law being chased down by the one and only Blackbeard and being introduced to Law. Of course, we get the usual silhouette. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, wait, does Law have tits? 
Law got a big chest in this chapter. And then Law was changed into a female by the doctor of Blackbeard's crew, Doc Q's Sick Sick Fruit, which gives the disease that's able to, you know, change your gender. <laughs> the disease that turns you into a woman, sort of playing, playing off. I will, I, I'm forgetting the name right now, but another another power that's capable of changing genders for all you crocodile fans that are loving the fact that crocodile could potentially be Luffy's mom. Y'all eating. Y'all eating right now. So La swimming, dashing, driving for his life as Blackbeard and the entire crew are after him. And I think a very important statement in this chapter is when Blackbeard said he knew one of the three from Law, Kid, and Luffy would end up going the route that Law ended up going shows that this is a Blackbeard arc. This, this part of One Piece that we're heading to right now is going to be dominated by Blackbeard. We saw it with the flashback at Hancock's Island. We're seeing it right now. We're finally at a point where it isn't. We're not hearing events about Blackbeard. We're not hearing about what the Blackbeard pirates are doing. We're seeing firsthand what Blackbeard is capable of and how he's been handling himself, his tactics, and more importantly, more information on his crew and how, you know, the dynamics between them, how exactly do they work with one another. It's time to get the Blackbeard pirates fleshed out. Now, Don Q with the sick, sick fruit, Jesus Burgess, or is it Jesus? I mean, One Piece is Japanese, so I don't think they'll have a Spanish pronunciation, right? With the Riki Riki Power Fruit, we pretty much already understand this. Don Q's Sick Sick Fruit, a bit interesting to figure out. Is it only a disease? Is the fruit's only power that it turns you to a woman? I'm pretty sure there's more to it, but as for right now, <laughs> I don't know. This seems like a pretty useless devil fruit. Seriously, what, what, what is it? The Sick Sick Fruit so far only being able to turn men into female? Unless it impacts the powers of the user's devil fruit or impacts them in another way, this just feels like fan service at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a, a large portion, not large. It ain't that big, hopefully. But there's a portion of One Piece fans out there like, whoa, female law? Hey, slow yourselves down. He turned himself back, all right? He turned himself back. Messina <laughs> laws. I was going to say henchmen. Some of his crewmates being... <laughs> but Captain is so cute. It reminded me a bit of um, Ada from Baruto, how her power is able to influence not just males, but males and females and have an overwhelming sense of attraction to the point where they're not even able to attack and almost to an obedient-like state where they're willing to do anything that Ada says after continuously being in her presence or even avoiding complete attacks or even not attacking her. So as the chapter goes on, we also get introduced to Van Odger, Agar, Ogre, with the Warp Warp Fruit, and they have a good amount of teamwork together, transporting Burgess to the island to throw an entire mountain at law. As grand as this was, I'm just like, that mountain ain't really going to do anything. As crazy and grand as the Blackbeard Pirates are, they're going up against law. They're going up against law. The guy that just helped Kid take down Big Mom. Not even at 100%. Not at 100% either. So they got, and not only that, but he has the OP, OP fruit. Man, it's ridiculous. So this chapter start, starting off explosive. Some of the panels feel a bit cumbersome, a little bit bloated, but we're going to do what we got to do here. And then Law talking his trash, being just like, hey, winner takes all. Winner takes all as far as finding out the poneglyphs that each other have. Oh, and by the way, I, I already mentioned it earlier, but Blackbeard writing the ugliest, ugliest Pegasus I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> I think it's crying, begging for mercy. But seeing Blackbeard, ecstatic, another chapter, not, I take that back, not just another chapter, but another Blackbeard fight on its way. It's going to be ridiculous. And that mountain I mentioned earlier, you already know Law roomed the hell out of it. Like it turned into pebbles, turned into rocks. And loving the challenge Law is ready to have against Blackbeard. We have him noting that he learned something crucial during the big mom fight with Kid. And for him to just basically by himself, you know, his crew isn't going to do anything. Going up against a Blackbeard pirate and being confident and cocky enough to face them, I feel is major, major character development. It Seriously, it, it does show some, um, not improvement, a change in his character development. Instead of waiting for the right time, the perfect plan. He's, he's got a little bit of Luffy in him. Like, hey, we already here. Y'all chasing me. Y'all about to get this work. I'm going to get that Poneglyph. And he won't be Pirate King. We're going to save that for Usopp or Buggy. But he's going he gonna to be up there. One Piece chapter 1063. Amazing. More Blackbeard engagement. I wouldn't say... Uh, I wouldn't say the beginning was a waste of time. You know, we love the fun stuff whenever it comes to just goofing around, eating some food, building that camaraderie. But I really feel the last three to four pages of this chapter was the cream cheese to like a cream cheesecake. Am I doing too much? I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm out.